God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this fourth Sunday of Easter, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, from the book of Acts. Actually, I want to talk to you about deception and open-handed generosity, but it comes through the story of Ananias and Sapphira. You may have heard about these two. They're the couple who deceived the church, lied to God, and dropped dead right at the apostles' feet. You normally don't hear pastors preach about these two on Sundays, unless there's a stewardship campaign going on, perhaps. But even then, on the surface anyways, the story has the potential to cause people to give more to the church out of fear of suddenly dropping dead if they don't. That's not what this story tells us, though. And I'm not preaching about stewardship today, either. The story of Ananias and Sapphira is an account of the first deliberate sin in the Christian church. I want you to go back in time with me, in your minds, 2,000 years. Let's go back and place ourselves in Jerusalem, that great city on a hill bustling with people from all over the region. Jesus ascended into heaven ten days ago. The disciples have come back to Jerusalem. They pick a new disciple, Matthias, to replace Judas, and then they begin to continue Jesus' ministry there and tell people what had happened. Then the Holy Spirit comes in the greatest measure anyone's ever seen on the day of Pentecost. Thousands of people are brought to faith in Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Peter gives his famous sermon. I'll just kind of short paraphrase it here. Men of Israel, he says, hear these words. You killed Jesus, who was God in your midst, but God raised him up. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and begged for, and they begged Peter, What could we do? Repent, he said, and forgiveness and eternal life is yours. Do it and save yourselves. Those who did were added to the fellowship of believers. Thousands a day. Imagine being there in the midst of all this. Everything was changing before their very eyes. People devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings And they met in each other's houses, and they broke bread, and they ate together. They had all things in common. The apostles were going to the streets of Jerusalem, healing people by the power given to them by Christ and the Holy Spirit. They healed a lame beggar at the gates to the temple. The Pharisees tried to throw them in jail for it. But there was so much excitement in the city about all this that they couldn't find a way to arrest them. And the believers were so encouraged by this and the Spirit that that they prayed even more for boldness to confess Jesus as the Christ. They were the first Christians and they had everything in common. They were one heart and soul. They were telling everyone about Jesus, giving their testimony that He had risen. And grace was among all of them. Not just grace, but great grace. 
as it's recorded. There wasn't a needy person among them. Those who had some land or houses sold them and gave the proceeds to the apostles and the apostles redistributed it to everyone so that no one lacked a thing. No, this wasn't communism. It wasn't collectivism or socialism or any of the isms. It wasn't a humanly devised social construct. It was the early believers who loved their Lord and His bride, the church. And they gave freely of themselves. Seems like such a wonderful and liberating thing to do, doesn't it? Especially in this time when we're kind of cooped up. But that was then, when the church was being born and the people were finding it a blessing to give rather than receive. This was a new concept in a society which before had fiercely guarded everything that they owned while living under an oppressive ruler. God was lavishing it upon the people of Jerusalem and the believers were lavishing it upon one another. It was an amazing time. Now enter Ananias and Sapphira. Residents of Judea, somewhere, we don't know where they live, but they had some land. They were people of means. They were wealthy. You heard the story. They sold their land and gave only a portion of the proceeds to the apostles. But notice, it's not that they didn't give the entire proceeds to the apostles. It was that they lied about how much. They deceived Peter and the other guys. Or at least they tried to deceive the apostles into thinking that they had received all the money from the land. But the couple was secretly keeping some of it for themselves. They could have kept some for themselves if they'd just been honest about it. In cahoots with each other, Ananias and Sapphira deliberately and diabolically scammed the Christian church. And they were the first to do so. And they paid the price for it with their lives. Now, don't ask me if they're in heaven. I don't know. I don't know if they were really believers in the first place. One thing's for certain. Grievous sin can choke, even extinguish spiritual life. It seems this couple was doomed from the start. Before they could even get their spiritual lives going, learning and growing as they go, sinning along the way and asking for forgiveness and receiving it like we get to, they, on the other hand, received expedient divine chastisement. God nipped this problem in the bud for the church. And notice the reaction of the people. They didn't, have, they didn't even have to be there to see this. They heard about it and were afraid. Well, I guess you really don't mess with God. (laughs) In this case, God made examples of these two. If he did that with every person who deceived the church or lied to the Spirit, we'd all be doomed and drop dead. That's why if you're going to use this text in in a stewardship campaign, you better carefully explain it because on the surface, we've all done 
what Ananias and Sapphira have done in some way, maybe not exactly by selling land and lying to the church about how much we got for it, but if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We're all guilty of fraud and the wages of sin is death. Let us not think we're all going to get away with sin to the amount that we don't need Christ and His atoning sacrifice to take away the wages of our sin. There's a purpose that these early Christians believers became afraid that Ananias and Sapphira were dragged out of the apostles' house dead and were buried. See, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, as the proverb says. Fear, not in running away from God, terrified of His monstrous power, but fear in not wanting His judgment and punishment and truly grieving your break of trust and respect so that you cling to God more and seek His compassion and mercy, which is there for you. It would seem Ananias and Sapphira weren't given that opportunity so that the other believers there, as well as you and I, might gain wisdom and grow closer to God from it. You know, the book of Acts is certainly about the Acts of the Apostles. But more importantly, it's about the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's about how God acts with His people, the church, you and me. Peter didn't kill Ananias and Sapphira. It wasn't his act of judgment. God acted on that day against Satan and sin. And he, as he had done just recently by condemning his son to die by crucifixion and raise him up from death and hell. God acts. He does things. He's real and living. He lives in you and me. He acts with mercy and compassion on the world. He has compassion on you even though the world suffers under the oppressor right now. Even if you and I were flat on our back in the ICU on a ventilator, we would have forgiveness and life that goes on forever with God in the paradise He has made for you and me. Because if anyone does sin, we have someone who steps in and is on our side, an advocate for us with God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man and Son of God, who rose from the dead and ascended into heaven for us. There's never a dull moment in Acts, so I encourage you to read on through chapter 6 and 7 before next Sunday. Next Sunday, I'll take us through the Apostle Stephen's sermon before his death. A much different death than the kind that Ananias and Sapphira got. Stephen died a blessed martyr's death. So you don't want to miss that either. May the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.